All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Positive Friday, baby. Oh, we got a positive story for you coming up. Uh, welcome back to the Gregor Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Alberta's only regulated online gambling website. Where tonight, $50 million. Dollars could be yours. Lotto Max, get your tickets. PlayAlberta.ca. Gosh, could you imagine? Unreal. Might have to take some time. Sit back. Get a good financial advisor. Find out what your plan is. That would be the plan of attack, I think. Right? Like if you if you won if you had the winning ticket, I think you'd want to keep it quiet for a while. Right? Get all your ducks in a row. Find out what's going on be amazing. Good luck. Good luck. Let's get to the Chronicles now, brought to you by Action Electrical. Trust me, no luck. A lot of hard work for they to get to 50 years, and they just keep growing, keep expanding. they got a whole new solar division, and they can tell you how you can use all the uh, solar savings that uh, is presented by the federal government. So check it out at actionelectrical.net. Start saving now. Tom Gazzola joins us. And, Tom, it's Positive Friday, baby. Dare to dream. Dare to dream. Like, I know what the, the chances of this are very low, so I'm going to preface that by saying it. But Ned Lamont, who I'll be honest, I hadn't really heard of before, but the con- Connecticut governor, Ned Lamont, is planning to meet with Gary Bettman about the possibility of bringing the Coyotes to Hartford. How, how did I know you would... You would like that one, Gregs. How did I know on this positive Friday with Brass Bonanza leading in to every segment oh, today that God. you might bite on that one? Um, I'd be there. For, I'll tell you, if they bring back the whale, I'll be there. <laughs> Plus, Carolina better give them the rightful jerseys again. Don't ever think that they can't have the whale tail. I'll say that right now. 
If the Winnipeg Jets can wear the old Winnipeg Jets uniforms, then the whale tail could rightfully go back to uh, the Hartford Whalers if they were to ever wind up back there. But this is interesting. I like how the the sharks are circling or the, the vultures or whatever you want to call it around the, the corpse of a dead Kachina coyote uh, out in the desert right now. And yeah, so... Uh, they want to, Ned Lamont wants to talk to Gary Bettman, says he plans to chat with him right away here, and wants to see if he can find a way to get the Whalers back in Hartford. Now, listen, uh, Hartford is a, it's a tough sell on the NHL. Bettman was there when they left for Carolina. Um, you've got the, you've got the Boston Bruins close by. And uh, they don't have an arena either. The The old Civic Center, which I think is called now the XL Center, it only seats like 15,000. Uh, the Connecticut Whale, Hartford Wolfpack have been playing out of there. It needs like 100 million in renos. And, um, so you're telling me there's a chance. <laughs> I'm telling you there's a chance on this positive Friday, Gregs. Would I like to see it? Sure, because uh, you know you got a team in the desert playing in front of 4,500 people, and they claim it's 5,000 seats. It's not at Mullet Arena, or you could go back to a market that had a good fan base when the team was good and has a great history with hockey. And in Hartford, uh, I'd probably choose Hartford. So uh, there's a chance, Gregs. I'm telling you, there's a chance. Allah, Dumb and Dumber, yeah, for sure. Well, I'll tell you right now. If the whale come back, I will talk to Almeida at Azarkan, and we will have a package, and we will go down there, and I'll be there for the whole week doing our show from there as the return of the whale. Make it a road trip. It would be unbelievable. It would be so fun. Buddy, I would put your name in to be the play-by-play guy. How does that sound? I don't want to do, move in hard. I don't I want do to move anything to I can. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nah. I appreciate that, but I'm not uh, – I don't, I don't want to move to Hartford. I'm not. Uh, I, I don't think. Uh, you know, hey, God love that uh, country, but I don't see myself uh, living in the U.S. Got so, it. All good. Uh, All good. I don't. I don't really pack heat. Like, you know. <laughs> well, depends how you know which one. No, not a metal one anyway. <laughs> but um, no, oh. that's not. Uh, that's not, that would not be uh, something for me. I don't think anyway. Good place to visit, but no, uh, I love uh, I love Edmonton. I love the surrounding area. It's it's great. So no, I don't want to go anywhere else. But uh, hey, you know if they do a guest appearance one, mean Chuck uh, Caton, bring him back for one game, that'd be awesome. Classic. Um, There's lots of news around the NHL. First of all, did you stay up and watch the four overtime game last night? And if not, what was your most memorable lengthy overtime game that you stuck through? I did stay up for the game. I watched the whole thing, and uh, I was impressed personally by how well those guys were still moving their feet through all of the extra overtime periods. Uh, Obviously, the puck play got sluggish, but that was a great finish by Matthew Kachuk. So uh, a a shocker, a surprise, uh, game one upset, if you will. But uh, this Panthers team, man, they're they're putting together something special. And, you know, with Bobrovsky and, and him losing 20 pounds per game, Greg's he had to have lost 50 pounds last night with the amount of <laughs> hockey that was played yesterday, right? Like, and he was still making saves. Freddie Anderson was making some great saves. And uh, that was epic. So uh, good on the fans that stuck around. They said about two-thirds of the arena was still full when Kachuk buried that thing. I think Kachuk, being a good teammate, as he wanted to get off the ice with that weird celebration, could have been a, a, a 
done a solid to Bobrovsky and just carried him off if he was headed that way anyway. I think that would have been wonderful. But, Griggs, uh, I think we're in for a hell of a series. And the longest game I can remember was the Philly-Pittsburgh one. I think it was like 1999-2000 when Keith That's, Primo scored. Yes. Uh, I remember that one. I stayed up as a kid. My parents let me stay up and watch that one. And I do remember Keith Pr- Primo burying. But I did fall asleep, and I woke up as they were showing the replay. Well, it happens. You're a youngster back then, right? Yeah, probably uh, early preteen, right? Your your uh, your mustache was as thick then as it is now, so uh, that was fantastic. <laughs> yes, it was. Thank you very much. Uh, Tom Gazzola joins us at Sports Theater TSN twelve sixty. Um, Kyle Dubas uh, now Toronto and Calgary are both looking for GMs. Uh, now Kyle Dubas had said earlier that you know what, hey, it's it's Toronto or bust for me. Um, it was interesting, Kyle Shanahan, not Kyle Shanahan, Brandon Shanahan, had mentioned that, you know, the press conference made him rethink stuff because in that press conference, Dubas talked about, you know, his pain, you know, and all the stress of, of being a GM in Toronto and that maybe needed some time off, but he never mentioned that to Shanahan, right? I know a lot of people are like, oh, he was being honest. I'm like, yes. But you, you deserve it. It's, it's like if, if all of a sudden you tell your friends first before your spouse how you're feeling. That never yeah. ends well. No. And, and maybe a little bit too forthright and open during his, his end-of-year po- post-season press conference. So, um, and, and, and it was interesting. Like You read the, the body language of, of Shanahan as he's speaking, and, and even he was trying to you know, it seemed like in real time, piece it together and explain and and go through uh, how he was watching that. And I'm not going to lie to you. I thought just the, with the way Dubas was so uncertain and, and saying that, I'm like, well, if you're his boss, like, how do you feel about bringing him back if he's having these questions and, and openly sharing them with you? And and I think there were some, some tells, Greg's, during the playoffs and uh, obviously not having a contract going into next year and having one of those prove-it seasons, that's not easy. And then watching Dubas in, in that Tampa series just give it to Lightning fans, I thought that was funny. I'm not going to lie to you. I appreciate the passion and, and him sticking up for himself and his team. But I thought that might have been a bit of, uh, of an indicator as to where he was at. He was maybe at wit's end and... And obviously, it was kind of uh, that that tell was truthful. And so I don't blame Shanahan for doing so. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see which way the Leafs go. Do they want a seasoned guy that's been through the rigors of, of being at the helm of a hockey-mad market uh, with a team? Probably. Uh, are there a ton of candidates out there? Yeah, I'm sure there's a few that have that experience that they would consider, but that's a tough job no matter what. Good on Kyle Dubas for for enduring it, putting together a really good team in the regular season, winning a playoff series, um, and then who knows what he wants to do going forward. I know uh, Shogger talked about it on the Nielsen show, like, hey, what about him potentially coming here in a year's time? Um, you can't say no to that because a lot of things could happen between now and, and the start of next season. But uh, I, I think it's unlikely, talking about it on May 19th, 2023. But interesting for Dubas, who's 37 years old, uh, has well, a young family, and been wanting to step away like that. That's got to be a grind, Greg's, right? Yeah, well, yeah, I think it's a grind. But let, like, let's be real here. Like, I got no offense. 
when we talk about the grind of being a GM making multi-millions of dollars, like, I'm sorry. My empathy level of grind is not very high. Grinding are the people that have to, they got multiple kids, and they're, they're scrambling and working hard paycheck to paycheck, and they're doing the best that they can. To me, I'm sorry. That's the grind. Okay, you got it. You're a GM in an NHL job, and you're, you're like, oh, they're talking about, oh, you can use the private jet. Like, I'm sorry. Excuse <laughs> me, and make me want to puke in my mouth that you're you're a GM of an NHL team, and that's like a grind. That's like a dream job for. Not, is it hard? Sure, it's hard. Yep. But not. It's not as stressful and as hard as people that live paycheck to paycheck. They got sick kids or something. Like to me, I'm sorry. That's a grind. Like I just, I don't have any time for when it's like. Is it a hard job? Yes. Mm-hmm. That's like when people say, Gregor, you have to work a lot of hours, do a lot of things. Yeah, it's my choice. Sure. If I didn't want to do it, I wouldn't do it. Right. Right. But and there's perks to it. He is a lot of. So I'm sorry. I'm just not. I don't. I read that and I see people. Oh, you know. Oh, geez, it's so hard. Like. I'm sorry. Like we're such a soft society now. Oh, geez, he's got a hard work that's a little bit of stress. Oh, well, let's just make what well, God forbid if he has to work hard. Like, please, I'm sorry. I don't have much time. I have empathy for that. It's a great job. It's very few, very few people get the opportunity. Lots of people get to do it. So relish it. Be happy. You've got endless amounts of money. You can go talk to a psychologist. You can do all the stuff to make sure you keep your mental health. You got the gym at the uh, at their place. You can get a personal trainer. You get everything, right? You can make oh, sure yeah. that you're not nearly as stressed as people that are living out there listening to our show every day. So I'm sorry, I don't buy that one. I'm not. Well, yeah. and Greg's, and I'm with you 100. percent Like, listen, we're you're talking about real world stuff, and that is 99 percent of the population, and. Um, so it's different on his end, but, but yeah, like ultimately I believe, uh, the term is playing in the sandbox. We get to do so, uh, GMs in the national hockey league. Yep. There's a ton of stress and there's real ramifications work-wise, but, uh, the perks are absolutely incredible and, and there's no denying that. So yeah, uh, I I'm with you on that one and, uh, you know, we'll see. And, and the other thing too is different people handle situations differently. I get it, but yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, so, hey, and it's not downplaying. I understand the job is hard, but you you just have the opportunity to control and and man and massage your mental health a lot better than others who don't have an endless supply of money to go do it. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. So that's fair. Um, you know, we'll see. Now, hey, would Kyle Dubas be if if you're Kyle Dubas and you're 37, and you have the opportunity to potentially come to Edmonton? Replace Ken Holland, and you know maybe you, you work together with them, and you have Connor McDavid and Leon Drysaddle. Why wouldn't you? And there's a connection to Darnell Nurse from uh, his Sioux Greyhound days, right? So yeah, there there's there's potential connections there. He's a young GM, uh, you know, on the cusp of of the new wave and and all that. So I understand that rationale, but again, there's so much hockey, so many things that could happen. Um, you know, we were just two days ago talking about the potential of Steve Steos. So, I mean, before we get to that point, so many different things will occur and, uh, it, it might be a bit premature, but you can't say it isn't something that might pop up ne- next time, uh, we get into the, uh, end of the season and into the off season next year. Tommy, have yourself an awesome day. We'll chat with you tomorrow. All right. Sorry. Bring, on Tuesday. <laughs> bring back the whale, Greg's bring back the whale.
Yeah, I'd love it, man. That'd be unbelievable. Oh, could you imagine? It'd be so great. Uh, 526, 7th Sports Theater, TSN 1260. We'll return to the Gregor Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. 531, Edmonton Sports Leader, TSN 1260. Hope you're having an awesome day. Jason Greger, Connor Halley with you. Struddy will be back on uh, Tuesday. He's on the road. A big announcement. The Strudman's going to the Memorial Cup. Be a little emotional for him going back to the uh, the glory days. Back-to-back Memorial Cup championships. Uh, they'll be in Camus. They're bringing in all the big dogs. He sent a note. He goes, yeah, I got the invite. He goes, maybe there'll be a surprise jersey retirement. <laughs> oh, such a beauty. Uh, it does It does irk him a bit, and I, I I understand it. I understand there's lots of guys' jerseys are up there. Old Struddies isn't. I could see how it bug him. I totally get it. I think, well, you know what? Maybe we should start a campaign. No joke. I think we should. Let's get to the oil report brought to you by Volvo of Edmonton. You know what's no joke? is this customer service and the great vehicles you'll get at Canada's number one dealer for Volvos. It's a Volvo of Edmonton. And uh, stop and try the new XC60 plug-in hybrid right now at volvoedmonton.com. And uh, Ryan McLeod uh, sat down with the uh, the order for it in his uh, second year in the playoffs, uh, gained a lot of experience. And so I just asked him kind of now, hey, season's over. Obviously, it's disappointing. Uh, what's, the, what's the main thing he's looking at, to, you know, where he'd evaluate his season and, and looking to work on and improve moving into next year? What, what did you like about your game and maybe your increased role, especially in the playoffs? Uh, yeah, obviously, it's tough, uh, tough to lose out. But, um, you know, for me, I think I had a couple of injuries during the year, which kind of almost, uh, you know, I was kind of building, building, and then got hurt and kind of took a couple of step back. So I was... Just happy to be able to, you know, be healthy during the playoffs and kind of start putting my game together. And I felt, you know, fully confident. I think it just uh, kind of got to grow my game there, so it's good. What did you feel about your game that you liked or maybe you learned about yourself specifically in the playoffs? Uh, I think I was, I was being a lot more physical, which I, which I, uh, you know, think I've been needing to do. And it's, uh, it's just one of those things I add to my game that's going to make me, you know, tougher to play against. So that was a big thing for me. And I'm going to try and, uh, you know, within the summer, use my body more to, to be more successful at the. Uh, having a brother who plays in the NHL, and you know what, I had one of the best tilts this year, by the way. Um, do you guys train together? And can you work on that physicality together, training? Yeah, we uh, we train together and we we go at it pretty hard. So hopefully, a couple of good battles this summer, and um, yeah, hopefully we get both uh, you know working some things and, and come back and both have great years. So it's uh, exciting, exciting summer coming. You mentioned you want to be more physical. We, we've seen your speed, especially through the neutral zone, create a lot. Is another element of your game? Do you want to create a little bit more of a shooter mentality? Yeah, um, you know, obviously you want to score goals. It's uh, it's a tough thing to do. So, you know, in the summer, I, uh, you know, I'm in the in the gym a lot, and we have a, a good shooting pad there. So I shoot a lot of pucks and, and work on that uh, just the mechanics. So um, I think it's you know, probably the area of my game that I, I'm looking forward to improving the most, and, and I'm trying to. So, um, yeah. To improve as a shooter. Is it just volume, or are you working on release point? What are you doing to improve as a shooter? Uh, yeah, I think the start is just the mindset that, that uh, like to shoot, and, and uh, then I think yeah, volume and, and mechanics and all that stuff. So I think it's you know a bunch of stuff, and I think just the confidence added to shoot. And uh, you know, I think once you, you know, start scoring, scoring goals, it kind of just for whatever reason just happens easier, and, and pucks start going in more. So just getting on that mindset. 
you're still a really young guy in the NHL, but you've experienced a lot now. You just, you know, being on a good team, you've, you've had some good playoff runs, obviously disappointing this year. The growth of NHL players, you, you kind of reach that point, and so many guys take off in, in their mid-20s. Do you kind of feel you're at that point where, you know, we're going to see Ryan McLeod take even bigger step moving forward? For sure, yeah. I think I'm kind of, you know, scratching at the door right now of my potential, and I think, you know, uh, hopefully with the big offseason and, and just, uh, you know, a few, uh, a few little tweaks, we'll, we'll be there. So it's exciting. Um, you know, I think I have a lot more to, more I could show in the, in the, in the game, so... Um, you know, I'm excited to you know have a have an offseason to work on that and then come back. As painful as it is, will you force yourself to watch the playoffs just to see what the teams do, or do you not even watch? Uh, I haven't. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't really thought that far. I'd probably take a couple days off, I'd say. But I, I'm sure I'll probably watch the finals just because it's good good TV, right? So I'll be I'll probably be watching, but not maybe not this round. Outside of training, what's Ryan McLeod doing for fun in summer? Uh, I go up to the cottage quite a bit, you know, get out on the boat. I uh, love golfing. love just, just seeing the friends back in Toronto. A lot of my friends uh, play hockey too, so it's tough to get them uh, out to Edmonton. So it's always nice in the summer to go back and see them. How's your golf game? What are you working on? Oh, everything. <laughs> the whole thing, the whole package. But it's, uh, it's getting better, you know. It's, uh, it's tough in Edmonton with the, with the climate uh, to get rounds in, but... You know, it's coming. It's building. Now, I think Fogel and Bouchard, you guys are fairly close. So do you guys hook up for golf games quite often? What's Or do you kind of just go your own way a bit in the summer? Um, yeah, me and Bouchard, we work out and skate together a bunch. So I see him all the time. And then uh, Fogel, we, his, uh, he's a cottage up in, uh, in Muskoka where, where, uh, where I'm up in the summers too. So we see each other like most, most weekends. And lastly, I don't know how much it factors in it all or not, but you signed your contract at basically the latest possible moment last year you're el- you're eligible for arbitration this year i'm sure your agent you guys will use that it just guarantees you get a contract quicker how much of a relief if any is that yeah it's huge i think it's pretty uh, frustrating coming into camp last year you know or you're coming in the day day of camp with signing so um you know obviously don't want to be in that situation again and whatever but um, yeah, it's nice to have that uh, stability and, and hopefully get something done quick so I can just come in you know, with, a, with a fresh mind and, and ready to go. Ryan McLeod. It's the one aspect of it. It's just, hey, you know what? He's going to have his contract. He'll file for arbitration. I, I don't expect the orders to actually go through the arbitration process. All that does is the benefit of filing for arbitration is it gives a deadline to the negotiation and boom, they'll get a deal done. Now, Evan Bouchard doesn't have arbitration rights. Obviously, the order is going to want to sign him. Um, I, I think we've all looked at this landscape. I don't see a, a long-term deal here, unless Bouchard's camp surprises me and is willing to take a, a much lower AAV than they probably think they can get, uh, you know, that I think they could get in the future. So I would think a, a two-year bridge deal for Evan Bouchard is, is most likely at this point. And, you know, it'll come in in you know, three and a half, somewhere around there, So which is still pretty good. So, uh, but uh, Ryan McLeod, um, you know, like what he said about it, he wants to be more physical and a little bit more of a shooting mentality. A lot of it's between the ears sometimes, and just you got to shoot more. Right now, he's not going to become Connor McDavid, but even Connor McDavid talked about it. Like he worked on his release point, but he just worked on saying, "Okay, you know, what? I'm going to shoot the puck more." And you, selfish isn't a negative term sometimes when it comes to hockey, and just wanting to shoot the puck. So there you go. Let's get to a little Eagle Rock trivia for you today. Now, so I looked it up for grabs. Of course, so you can tee it up at uh, Eagle Rock in a round of golf. 
When you go there, try the Smoky. You'll never regret it. It's the best Smoky at the turn in town. EagleRockGolf.com. And uh, went through this uh, earlier today. The uh, the longest NHL playoff games last night was the uh, sixth longest playoff game in uh, in NHL history. Not uh, not bad at all, right? Some of you um, some of you watched it from start to finish. Uh, maybe you had a a little uh, a little nap, but uh, either way, you watched it. And if you look at the games, now that ranks just uh, came in just behind Dallas and Anaheim, which started, remember that one? That was 48 seconds into the fifth overtime period. And this one was 13 seconds, so you're only a minute and one second behind. But it's pause of Friday. I think this is going to be a very easy answer. Can you name the Edmonton Oiler who scored the goal in the Oilers' Longest playoff game. Text in the name with your name to 101260. Which player scored the game-winning goal in the longest Oilers overtime game in franchise history? 101260. 548, congratulations. Uh, who scored the winning goal in a game of the longest over? It's technically not the Oilers' longest game because they didn't win. The longest game in, in Oilers' uh, overtime history was actually against Dallas in uh, 1999, which was uh, two minutes and uh, 21 seconds longer, but they lost that game 3-2 when Joe Newendike scored. But the uh, longest order game involving a victory was, of course, Peter Klima. And many of you knew the answer. Of course, uh, Peter Klima recently just passed away, unfortunately. But, uh, yeah, that's when you think of biggest goals in order's history, it's hard to top that one. It really is. Like, Todd Marchand's goal was unreal. But it wasn't the Stanley Cup final. So. Cons who won. Just picking a winner. I got Brandon with me. I'm going to let him make the selection. So when they get that. All right, Brandon. Attaboy. (laughs) So you're uh, doing an internship with us. I like it. We'll hear him a little bit on the station uh, coming up as the con man's going to take a few days off. getting prepared for the big wedding. I like it. Let's get to uh, Help Me Understand Now, brought to you by Elite Promotional Marketing. And uh, if you're looking, you got a big, maybe, hey, maybe you got a big family event. You want to get family T-shirts? It's that time of the year. They do all that screening that you like. They'll make special shirts. Name it. And, of course, all the golf apparel you need at ElitePromoMarketing.com. I don't understand it. I don't understand it at all. I'm afraid I don't understand. Understand? Do you? I don't understand. What? Uh, help me understand. It's too technical for a layman to understand. Help me understand. Why well, some people suggest, hey, if, if you don't, you, you can't say that um, you, you want the NHL to be safer and then not have limits on overtime I, I don't see the comparison i really don't like how many overtime games go as long as last night and you can make the argument that if they don't overturn the goal that overtime is two minutes or three whatever it was when lomberg scored it's a grind no question about it but i don't think it's more unsafe 
can you name lots of injuries that have occurred in these lengthy overtime games? I don't see any more in those games than we do in the regulation playoff games. So I love it. It's it's unique. For lots of people, it's like a badge of honor to say you stuck through it and you watched the whole game. Awesome. I still remember the 87 one, Capitals and Islanders. I wasn't cheering for either team. But it was great to be able to watch it and stay up, and it was just kind of like a badge of honor as a young hockey fan. And I'm sure some of our listeners had kids in the similar boat last night. You know, maybe, hey, you might be 17, 18. Ah, you know what, I'm going to stick it out 25. I never watch it, so I just want to see what happens. And you did. Good for you. But I don't, I don't see any reason to want to say this is why they should bring in shootouts in overtime. That would be the worst, the absolute worst to have a Stanley Cup game decided by a shootout. I'm sorry. Tell me I'm wrong. I hope it never happens. Yeah, Gregor, it'd be so weird because the conversation the next day across all the major platforms, you know, PTI, they'd be talking about how the NHL actually settled a playoff game with a shootout. How stupid is that? On the flip side, what are we getting? Everyone's talking about how awesome that game was and how long it was. And, you know, it, it's it's news and making. It's headline material, so... I'm with you. These are what make the playoffs great. That that stress that you go through as a fan. I mean, the players giving it all to win. I love it. You you cannot change it. I, I'm okay with the shootouts. Even in the regular season, I prefer three on three. I'd love a ten minute three on three. But in the playoffs, you just you got to keep the overtime going. Oh, without question, without question, guys, a hundred percent. No chance. Get rid of overtime. It's one of my favorites. I never. It's the one time I will watch if my team's not in it. From Doug, boys, you're bang on. Part of being a great fan is sticking through it, even if it takes forever. I was a little tired today, but I kept telling myself I stuck through it from Pete. Yeah, there you go, Pete. I get it. Makes sense to me. Why not? Hope everybody has an awesome weekend. Please don't drink and drive. It's May long weekend. And I know many of you are camping, and for most years, you always get to have a fire. Unfortunately, this year, there's fire bans. Respect it. Hopefully we can get a, some rain across the province, limit some of these fires everywhere. But the last thing we need is to make more work for others and have other fires at a campsite. So be smart, be safe, enjoy it. Have an awesome weekend. Enjoy the NBA, the NHL playoffs. Let's go Corey Connors and the Canadians at the PGA Championship. Have an awesome weekend. On behalf of uh, Connor Halley, I'm Jason Greger. If you missed any of the show, Go to tsn1260.ca and get the podcast, or each individual interview is up at jasongregor.com. Ryan McLeod is there. If you want skating tips, go listen to Daryl Marchuk. It was an unbelievable interview from Perfect Skating. You do not want to miss that. Check it out. Let's get to uh, the con man and a Sports Center update brought to you by BIE Engineering. Specialize in all your residential, commercial, and industrial structural engineering needs. Good night.